You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice podcast. This is episode 21, Coaching Clients Through Shame. Grow a Thriving Practice, a podcast made for biofield tuning practitioners, offering the resources to enhance your practice, grow your business, and continue your journey of self-discovery. I'm your host, Jillian Faldmo. you. Happy day today. Today is Wednesday and I have had the best day. Uh, I got to go outside and garden. Um, I tuned my pod, a group of us in the Grow a Thriving Practice coaching program. Um, We organized a pod and we are giving tune-ups to the group each day. So every day we're receiving 15 minutes of tuning um, and that means we just need to give one day a week. So today I did the pineal gland activation, the halo activation on the group. And uh, this is something that you learn in advanced module one of biofield tuning. And it was just a really beautiful thing to facilitate and witness. And um, I also gardened today. Um, I haven't had a garden for the last four years and I didn't even know how much I missed it. and when I did have a garden, when I lived in Vermont, uh, I, I, didn't, um, I didn't utilize it uh, as I could have. And now that I think of that, you know, some time has passed on, I've gained some wisdom, and I've just been looking at other people's gardens all these years, just wishing that I had my own. I feel like I've, I've got it now. I'm doing what I want. And I will tell you, I actually have more garden than I know what to do with. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Before we get talking about coaching on shame, I want to announce that starting August 1st, uh, enrollment begins for the next three months of personal coaching through the one-on-one Grow a Thriving Practice coaching program, where um, you as a practitioner will receive the support and guidance on how to grow your business, whether you have... uh, no clients, just a few, or if you're wanting to scale your business. So um, if you're interested, you can sign up for a free consultation, see if uh, the program is right for you, if um, if you're right for the program by going to jillianfaldmo.com. All right, let's talk about everyone's favorite emotion, shame. Just kidding. Nobody likes shame. It is one of the most terrible feeling emotions to process, which is so why so many of us try to push it away. And there is no point in trying to push it away because shame is here to stay. It's part of our mortal experience. We all experience shame at one time or another. Sometimes some of us experiencing, experience it frequently Some people experience it occasionally, and some people will experience it rarely. But regardless of how often, it's here as an emotion. And as we know with biofield tuning, our human experience is is all about experiencing that full range of human emotions. Now, even though shame isn't a useful emotion, it really has no purpose, that doesn't mean that we need to push it away. 
We need to learn how to get to the other side of it. And the only way out is through. Now, one of the most powerful things that we can do for our clients is to coach them on how to process that emotion all the way through, just like any emotion. And the reason why I want to talk about shame is because, because it is oftentimes one that so many practitioners want to avoid. <laughs> I mean, you might be that, that person who, when, when we're using the pendulum, you're going, oh, please don't be shamed. Please don't be shamed because you're not yet confident in, in guiding your clients through that and processing that. And so if that's you, this, please keep listening because I do think that this can help. All right. So one of the best ways to move through shame is to acknowledge it. But first, our clients, anyone needs a safe space to do that. And that is what we provide for our clients that safe place. We offer um, the position of being the compassionate witness, the compassionate observer. You know, we are, uh, as practitioners, we help our clients through non-judgment. You most likely have heard of Brene Brown, who's a shame researcher. She's written a few books, uh, one of them being Daring Greatly, and she also has a podcast called Unlocking Us, which I recommend. One of her sentences that I just love, we're going to break down. She says, owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing we'll ever do. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing we'll ever do. Okay, so there's three components to the sentence that speak to coaching our clients. One, owning our story. Two, loving ourselves through the process. And three, bravery. So I want to talk about each of these components. Let's talk about that first one, owning our story. What makes shame grow? and build charge and hide in the body and restrict flow is secrecy, is silence and judgment. When we're feeling shame, we don't tell anyone because we're afraid of the identity that's wrapped up in shame. I am bad, which is different than guilt, which is I did something bad. We also don't share our story because we're afraid of what other people might think or how they might react. So that first component, owning our story, has to do with acknowledging our story. Acknowledge the experience we had and be that compassionate witness for ourselves. And this is one of the things, as I mentioned, that we do as practitioners. We witness others. We hold space for them from a place of non-judgment and compassion. And that's something that we are continually modeling for our clients. And it's also something that we can coach them to do for themselves. So when shame comes up in the field, first we can have them acknowledge the feeling, have them go to their body and experience the vibration of shame. Shame is an emotion, and emotions are waveforms or vibrations, and we feel those waveforms as sensations in our body. So having your client describe the sensation in great detail 
can allow them to process shame in a healthy way. When we can allow that emotion of shame to be there and we can be with that and we can open up to that, we're not avoiding it. We're not resisting it. We're not creating more tension and hiding and, um, you know, building that charge through secrecy and self-judgment. So many people try to push shame away in this, in this way because of how visceral it is. Again, one of the most... I think uncomfortable emotions to feel. But when we can really feel it and open up to it, we can understand it on a deeper level, understand where it's coming from. And we can begin to start to to trust ourselves to be able to feel it without anything bad happening. Like I think some of us are so afraid of feeling it because we're afraid of what might happen through experiencing that. And really it's just, it's just a feeling. So when I feel shame, I feel it begin in my sacral and my solar plexus. It feels hot and it feels tight and it's kind of prickly. And then it starts to spread through my limbs. And I can especially feel it in my arms and my hands and my fingers. And I start to get clammy and my heart starts to race. And I know this feeling. I'm familiar with it now. And because I've gotten familiar with the feeling, I recognize it as my shame response. And when it begins to wash over me unconsciously, like maybe I'll, uh, like the other day I was reading a text message from someone and all of a sudden I felt this in my body. And I just told myself, because I recognize the feeling, this is shame. This is shame. And by doing that, I made it more objective. It was more of an objective experience. It's just something that I'm experiencing and it's not who I am. And I think when, when this goes unconscious, like we have that feeling wash over us, we can easily go into that reactive place of I'm like going to need, to, I need to hide or I need to blame or I need to judge or I need to try to avoid this feeling, right? But when we can become familiar with the feeling, we can make it more objective. We can just tell ourselves this, this is shame that I'm experiencing. And then by doing that, we kind of like unplug from that knee-jerk reaction and we can go to, okay, let me try to understand this. What is the story that I'm telling myself right now that's creating this feeling? in me. Now, before you coach someone on getting familiar with how shame feels in their body, you need to be able to go there yourself. You need to be able to, to know what your own shame response is, open up to it. And this is something that you can take yourself through um, by, um, by noticing when you feel shame, when it comes up, and just going there, just describing it in detail to yourself and spending some time breathing and really leaning into it. Um, or you can have a practitioner or a coach help you through it. But it is important that you have that experience for yourself so that you can better guide your clients. And if you are one of those practitioners who's maybe a little afraid of other people's shame, this might be telling you something. <laughs> you might be a little afraid at looking at your own um, experience with shame. And so 
this in and, in and of itself is going to be um, super powerful for you. Okay, now having your client acknowledge their story doesn't mean that they need to tell you their story. While this can be really powerful, um, not everyone is going to be ready to do this. Not everyone is going to be ready to share. And sometimes it takes developing trust in you as a practitioner and even them developing trust in themselves. So you can help them acknowledge their story by simply holding space for them. Once they've gotten familiar with how this feels, they can begin to understand it. And you can um, be that compassionate observer for them, allowing them to be right where they're at. Now, compassion is actually the greatest motivator for change. So this really supports uh, resilience and bouncing back from shame. And that actually brings us to the second component, loving ourselves through the process. One of the things that um, we can do with shame when we are reacting to it is using shame to fight shame, meaning that we shame ourselves for feeling shame. And then it just becomes this layered, tangled shame ball, <laughs> right? So helping your clients acknowledge where they're at and coming to a place that's at first more neutral than beating themselves up can be very useful. Help them get to a place of neutrality. So offering them phrases such as, you know, you can offer them affirmations to either repeat out loud um, or to themselves, like, I am human. Humans make mistakes. Mistakes are part of learning. I am not a mistake. It's okay to make mistakes. I sometimes make mistakes and that's okay. So you see how we kind of like bridged um, them from thinking that maybe they, they're a mistake or whatever story it is that they're telling themselves, we can help bridge them to a place that's more neutral and eventually to that place of love, to loving themselves through possibly making mistakes or whatever it is that's causing them shame. Um, sometimes the story is, I'm not enough. So um, bridging them from I'm not enough to I am a human. Humans are part of nature. Nature is enough. Maybe I am enough. We might not get from I am or I'm not enough to I am enough in one session. That's a really big jump to make. And um, it can happen, but it's pretty... Um, I'd say kind of unrealistic, really. Um, usually if there's a belief there that I'm not enough, that's really deeply ingrained. And sometimes it's just offering more language to kind of open up um, that space from I am enough to maybe I am enough. Um, also helping your client to realize that shame isn't going anywhere right? It's something that we all experience and there's nothing wrong with experiencing shame. There's nothing wrong with having a belief that you're not enough, right? Does it serve you? No, but you're human. 
Right. And as humans, we have, we are programmed with self-limiting thoughts and beliefs. And part of our work here is to really acknowledge what those are and try to move through them. So just with, like with shame, there's nothing wrong with experiencing shame, but we just don't want to let it drive. And sometimes we can let shame stop us from reaching our goals and honoring our true desires. And again, nothing wrong with that. Just something to acknowledge. Um, and if, if there is uh, motivation for change there, then we can come to that third component of bravery. And I also like the word courage. Now, courage is an emotion. It's not an emotion that feels good. Courage can feel like crap <laughs> because courage is feeling fear and moving forward anyway, right? We can transform shame into courage by falling and getting back up. And we can also use courage to display our own vulnerability as an imperfect human. We can share our story. We can connect with ourselves and with others. And that's actually where that Me Too movement came in. Women began to move through shame and their story with others. And this was really powerful um, and healing to many. So we can do the same thing with our clients. We can... Um, we can use bravery within ourselves to be willing to be vulnerable and human with them. Now, this doesn't mean sharing all the intimate details of your life with them during the session, but even something as simple as, I can relate to your experience. I'm with you. And oh my gosh, the power of that, right? Connection is certainly a remedy for shame and bravery as well. So again, modeling that courage, modeling that bravery, because I think when we model it um, to others, it, that, that ripple effect moves forward, just like that Me Too movement. The first person that modeled that bravery, it just spread like wildfire. All right, and I don't mean to use wildfire as an example because there are a bunch of fires right now. But okay, to close, I'm going to read Brene's words again. Owning your story, I'm sorry, owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing we'll ever do. You guys, we are so blessed to be in the position every day of facilitating this for our clients, of helping them to own their story, love themselves through that process and be brave. You are an amazing practitioner. You've got this. If you need any support, I'm here. You have other practitioners around the globe that are here for support. Share your story, connect, be brave. You may absolutely take notes uh, from this podcast and use it to educate your clients on moving through shame. And I hope it helps. And I will see you in the next episode. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Hey, Tuner, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please consider leaving a review and subscribe so that you catch each episode as it publishes. Happy tuning. Thank you.